The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access Tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access Tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open's The Masters Class, part of the Busted Open Podcast. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Also, we're now available on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Hit that notification button so you get notified of all our new videos. Also, the holiday season is approaching. So go to podswag.com slash busted open. And guys, today uh, we have a very, very deep topic. And let me first introduce our masters of the ring. Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. Thank you for being a part of the show today. And, uh, Again, I think this is a very, very deep topic here, and it's about concussions and head trauma in pro wrestling. Just recently, uh, John Moxley, in an interview with The Messenger, um, made some comments about his recent concussion at Grand Slam in Queens, New York, as a part of AEW. So I want to read Moxley's comments, and then I want to get your take, Bully, your take, Tommy, And your take, Mark. Uh, In the interview with The Messenger, Moxley said about his recent concussion, I just kept getting progressively more lost and couldn't figure out where the F I was. Then I had this moment of clarity. Oh, I'm effed up. I got to get the F out of here. And then he says, he goes on to say, in pro wrestling, it's a really touchy subject. Somebody's going to get, somebody's going to, somebody's got to F and bring it up. Pro wrestling is such a strange thing. In football, if a guy goes down and he doesn't go back into the huddle, you know he's effed up. In pro wrestling, a lot of times it's hard to tell what's real and what's fake. Maybe a really experienced wrestler and a really experienced doctor who are trained to see signs of that shit are watching it on a separate feed. Even if they have a doctor close to ringside, what if the guy effing spills outside the ring. He doesn't see that. The doctor and wrestler are completely untethered to the creative portion of it. They have no idea nor any interest in what the story is, who wins, who loses, or how long it's supposed to go. If a guy effing spins around or something and the doctor goes, is he okay? The wrestler can tell him, that's just a pro wrestling thing. Don't worry. And then he goes on to say about possible solutions. As soon as the doctor sees a sign 
of somebody being concussed. He just hits the effing red button. Boom. This is over. No matter how much time is left, no matter if it's on live TV, it's just over and you figure it out from there. Now, Bully, I'll start with you because you've been very outspoken about this on Busted Open about having a doctor at ringside. When certain things happen, the referee shouldn't get involved to check on these guys. It should be a doctor at ringside that checks on those wrestlers. So, Bully, what do you think of that, the solution, but ultimately everything that Moxley had to say in that interview? First and foremost, in the beginning of the uh, the quote that you were reading, he said that somebody has to bring this up or somebody has to address it. And it's it's not addressed. He's it sounds like he's insinuating the WWE does address this. The WWE has strict concussion protocol. We know that uh, it's been in place for a long time now. So I know specifically the WWE does it. Um We've talked on Busted Open. I know Mark brought this up that there are doctors and um, uh, uh, and medical people at ringside for AEW. Mark, what was the name of the doctor again that's there at ringside? Doctor Sampson. He Dr. was with WWE when we yep. were there. Cool. So Doctor Sampson is at ringside for AEW. So it does sound like there are some protocols in place. It does sound like there are are. doctors around. Um, Tommy, I'm almost positive at impact. We have a doctor around also, maybe not right there at ringside, but I know there's a doctor in the house at all times. Yes. Um, And there are concussion protocols to take place in impact. I, I can tell you for sure that when I was working at ring of honor, there was no doctor there nobody to attend to anybody if they got a really bad concussion. So what I'm trying to do is establish that I see certain things in place already, whether it's WWE who's taking it to the umpteenth degree, maybe NFL level-esque concussion protocol, AEW doing their part. So I'm not really sure what Mox means there. I believe that with what we know about concussions these days, or at least what we think we know because Chris Nowinski will even tell you we don't know really that much because the brain is so complicated um but there still should be somebody there that if that is trained enough and how do you really know if somebody has a concussion you know there's various ways that a cop can register your speed he can do it by the radar gun or actually they can clock you in the distance that's closed between your car and their car, but they have to spend a lot of time in the simulator for that to withstand in court to be able to say you were drunk driving, you were impaired driving. How does a doctor at ringside really know if you have a concussion? Well, he has to spend enough time in concussion training to know this because if a referee or a doctor Ask a wrestler, are you okay? Can you keep going? The answer is going to be yes. There is not one guy on this screen or in those rings who are going to say, no, I'm out of it. Now, John goes on record to say that he knew he was out and he knew he had to get the hell out of there. So why didn't he get the hell out of there? Because wrestler kicks in and you just keep going. 
So I'm all for a doctor being at ringside, not just for a concussion, a broken leg, a torn peck, a twisted ankle, a, a, a whatever it is. Because as you know, as we all know, this ain't, this ain't ballet. It's a very dangerous um, art form that we that we uh, have dove into. Mark, you wanted to say something? Good. Yeah, we we talked about this on a previous show this week, bully, and um, you need somebody. You brought up a name, Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong, seen it all, done it all. Brit, born and raised with pro wrestling. He knows what's wrestling, and he knows what's not wrestling. And all of us know what's not wrestling. I know when somebody is off. I know when somebody shows up into the building and they've been drinking or smoking. I know I know when people, you have a conversation with somebody, the way they slur their words. Or, like, you know, if it's pills, alcohol, or weed, we know the difference. Because we're trained and we've experienced it all. Though we need to find one of those people in every wrestling company and say, this is a new position. You're here to recognize players or wrestlers' um, demeanor and movement and decide whether or not something is off and the match needs to be stopped or that they need to go on in the first place. How about that? What I had what I had recommended, Dave, if you is that if you don't have a dedicated doctor at ringside, um, or we should have a dedicated doctor at ringside that could that's there for anything that could go wrong, especially with all the risks that are taken with all the dives and the this and the that that's going on today. We should have a doctor, but the new position that Mark is talking about that that we spoke about last uh, Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday. was Tuesday. what about some wrestlers who have been in the wrestling industry for a long time whose career hasn't exactly taken off or they haven't made it? You've been wrestling for 10, 15 years. You've achieved uh, just a modicum of success, but nothing there, nothing really big. Maybe you become a referee because now as a wrestler, you know how other wrestlers act in the ring. You get sent to concussion protocol training and you might be able to see through the BS a little bit more when a wrestler's eyes are glazed over, but they're still telling you they're okay. That's what I was going to say. Cause when you talked about, you talked earlier about that, the instinct of a pro wrestler and I get it. I think like any athlete, I'm fine. You know, let let's go. A, a doctor is going to know when you're bullshitting. A doctor is going to know by the look of your eyes that you know there is something that's wrong. That happens in the NFL all the time. You know, there, a, a wide receiver or a quarterback that's been hit, he wants to go back in the game, but the doctor will know. All right, no, I could tell by the look of in your eyes that you're not ready to get back on that field. I would think it's the same thing for. Pro, I think that's where Moxley's going at, where that they'll be able to tell that, you know, wait, no, that this match cannot continue. Dave, you watch boxing. Yeah. Think about all the times you saw a fight where a fighter said, no, no, I'm good. He he rubbed the gloves on the referee's chest, banged them together. 
and God go out there and get his face knocked off because he can't see the punch now. He can't react. He, he, he sees the punch coming, but he can't he can't get the gloves up. We see it in wrestling all the time. You know, Dave, I, I went through um a scary experience that I that I had talked about many times about that very first Monday night raw roulette when we spun the spun the wheel, it came up on TLC match, and that was the TLC match where Jer this was TLC four. Jericho gave me the bulldog. We over-rotated a little bit, and my brains were as scrambled as scrambled can be. It was bad. It's a long story. Tommy can address to it. I had zero business being in that ring. Zero. I should have been taken out immediately. But if you go back and watch that match, Jericho tells me everything I need to do. So after I suffer the worst concussion that I've ever suffered, and I've had eight of them, I go and I deliver a bubble bomb off of a ladder to Christian perfectly. I take a Van Daminator perfectly, and I backdrop Jeff Hardy over the top rope through a table perfectly. Meanwhile, I was a danger to myself and to every other wrestler in that ring because my brains were not working and I was on complete autopilot. This is where you need that trained referee slash doctor's eye that can see between the bullshit. Because if you come up to Bubba Ray Dudley in the middle of a match and you tell him, I'm going to stop the match, you're, you're done for. Once I get a hold of you in the back, it's over. But you need somebody who's going to have the guts to protect you from yourself. But that's like, but that's the thing. I would hope if that match happened today, because that match was a while ago. If that match happened today, you wouldn't have been able to continue. I think that's the point. I think that's the point Moxley's making. Moxley got concussed very early in that match, but he went on to complete that match when he said he was completely effed up. So, so Mark, I'll ask you, like, hearing Moxley's comments, what are your thoughts after hearing that, and you know what can change to make this a better situation? Dave, I always tell you, I'm not a a whiner, and I'm not a I'm not a problem guy. I'm a solution guy. When I hear people make uh, their assessment, I don't dwell on the issue of the problem. I start thinking, damn, what can be done? How can we fix it? And that's where I'm going to start. I'm not going to start with what Moxley said. I'm going to, my, my solution is exactly what we talked about. And that is having somebody experienced, have a full-time job, walking around and talk. Once they get the list of all the matches that's going to happen, I want them to go talk to everybody that's on the show, everybody that's wrestling. I want them to, 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 them to, to know Hey, I'm, I'm going to be watching. If you feel anything different, I want you to look at me. Because I'm going to be looking. If I call your match, it's not because I'm trying to ruin your career. You'll be fine. I'm protecting you and I'm protecting the company. That guy does not exist in pro wrestling. It needs to. Every company needs that guy 
And what we're doing here collectively, men, is saving the business and saving some wrestlers' careers. And normally this is where I would say, you're welcome. But this is such a serious moment that I want to commend all of you for doing this because it's going to happen now. It has to. It would be foolish not to because you're trying to protect the business. And I feel like all of us combined on this panel right now um, help add something to the business that might last for another hundred years, man. And I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to go talk to every match. Hey, man, what you doing? What's the chance that you've done it before? All right, well, I'll be watching. And then you go out there and you watch every single match that's on the show. And you don't have to critique the show. You have to watch the wrestlers. You're not watching for the entertainment of it. You're watching. Your job is to protect them from themselves. Somebody get a twisted ankle, you can turn to the doctor. Ah, he twists his ankle right there. Keep an eye on him. That job needs to be there. It needs to be in pro wrestling. Every company. It will save some careers. Tommy? Yeah, uh, I'm just taking this all in. Um, I I'll tell you this. Chris Nowinski has helped the wrestling industry. Um, I probably, I remember getting three concussions in a week. And I'm not talking about the past um, because this is more of a, a current thing. My biggest, the best is like, communication your referees and, and i know they did this in wwe your referees were there and they told them how to do and the agents um cpr in case somebody goes into an afib situation below because we're taking bumps i think that's great communication when a wrestler when somebody gets hit we'll be like oh and then uh from there, agent, I need you to check on the wrestler to the referee. Needs to be a some sort of signal from the referee then to says the referee, the wrestler is fine or the wrestler is not. Um, I'll give an example. It was not a concussion, but it was when a uh, recent in incident with Impact and myself I went through a garbage can and I thought I was stabbed. I was impaled with the garbage pan. And everyone, I thought I was going to bleed out. And I stopped for a second. And then the referee was like, are you okay? Oh, my God, are you okay? Okay, referee's kind of panicking. And I'm like, hang on. I rolled out. And then they had, her name is Ingrid, came up to me and said, Scott wants to know if you're okay. And I go jokingly, tell Scott I've been stabbed before. I'm okay. Because I knew it wasn't as bad as what it looked like. For you, you know, it's an interesting, but it's that communication. But here's the interesting part. We all thought um, John Moxley got hurt on the, the driver. And everyone was up on, in arms on the referee, went all stuff for not kicking out, all that stuff. So he, if you go back and watch that match, it is hard to tell that he was out. Bully, I was there. 
I knew you took a big bump. And I was like, oh, he's back on his feet. Again, a different time, different situation. For me personally, every time Rob Van Dam, I'd be either on the guardrails or the ropes, would kick a chair into my head, I was getting concussed every time because now I know what a concussion is. And I joke about it, but I would fight through the concussion. And I told you, it felt like I was on a train and everything was going fast and I would see a light and I would be like, don't close your eyes. And I would come out of the train. So if I go back and watch all of Tommy Dreamer versus Rob Van Dam, I can't even tell you how many concussions that I probably received because it would happen all the time. But my match, you can never tell that that happened. So this is where, like with Chris Nowinski, he said there's certain things like with your arms. There's a conductor cell with your hands. And if they're moving like you're a conductor in the opera where you can't control it. If you remember when uh, Tua Tovalunga went down on Monday night, it was a big uproar. Why? Because they were watching his hands. And everyone's like, oh, this is a real situation. Well, the real situation was he got concussed the week before. Um, there's also stiffness, ridgeness in your body where you can't move it. So, yes, there needs to be something in place. I believe, like I said, there is an, an impact. And then it's like, well, that person can't be moved. But then it is. And it's it's not wrestlers being tough. It's wrestlers, like Bully said, it's our instinct. But I need this for, because I know a lot of wrestlers listen to this. Um, we had Mikey Whipwreck here. I'm Mikey Whipwreck has said how much he suffers from head injuries. Um, he has to have his home address programmed in his car or else he's not going to get home some days. He has no concept of time. He said this on this show. I know another wrestler that I've joked about it with. Him. I'm like, yo, what time is he? He's like, I don't know, three o'clock. I'm like, dude, it's dark out. It's 1030 at night. No concept of time. This is because for our generation, we did not learn from these things or have knowledge about concussions, and we still don't have as much, but you have to m maybe train your brain in training. There's a difference between toughness and risking your life. And when I say risking your life is, hey, I got my bell rung. I don't want to continue right now. Um, One of the scariest things ever, when Beulah got a concussion on my very own House of Hardcore show, Hey, she, you know, she said she threw up. She feels like uh, her eyes. It looked like she said it looked like I'm driving in the rain. She she was susceptible to light. She went to the hospital. I said, yeah, you got a concussion. If there's any irregularities uh, with your health, you have to come back. Three days later, I'll never forget the scream. She went deaf and she thought she was dying. And I had a swooper up in my arms and fly her to the hospital because she was next level terrified that she was dying from a wrestling spot, which it's not worth dying for. So maybe we also have to program our, our ourselves to, Hey, if I get my bell rung, I don't always need to carry on. I've had for myself, I still can't find the match me versus Bob Holly on velocity. No one could find this match. I was unconscious. Well, I was unconscious the entire match. Bob Holly said I was there for every spot and Bob Holly wasn't calling it for me. 
go and watch John Moxley, go watch Bully Ray's TLC. I knew he took a big bump, but once I saw him get on his feet, I was fine. I was like, yeah, he's fine. He wasn't fine because I saw the aftermath and had to deal with him. Uh, if you really want to know about head trauma, and it's it's why I can't watch certain documentaries about boxers. Go look at a boxer's career early and then listen to some of their interviews today where they could barely formulate words from head trauma. You don't want to end up like that. And this is more for, for you know wrestlers. It's a serious, serious thing that we're going to learn more about. But you have to protect yourselves now because you don't want to be in those in those positions. You don't want to at times have wrestler instinct um, because it's going to help your it's going to hurt your your long term health. And we just want to make this business better. Do I think like a, a person of a job that you're talking about would help? Yes. But then. Again, I watched the Moxley match. I thought John was fine up until that pile driver. I was like, oh, it's the pile driver. It's Phoenix's fault. It's the rest's fault. No, he got knocked out way earlier. So everyone that passed the blame on those two people, they were wrong. So communication is key with these situations. And then we also know, because I went through training through Chris Nowinski, once that happens, don't touch them. Let them be. Let the doctor get to them, blah, blah, blah if they could get up on their own power. And there's a big difference between uh, getting your bell rung, getting knocked out, or not knowing where the hell you are. Well, Rubbery well, legs. But yes. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like to go back to the Moxley situation where Moxley got, you said, concussed early, that everybody was wrong as far as the driver later on that caused the concussion. It was actually earlier in the match. There's nobody there during that course of the match that – that could tell that Moxley was completely out of it, like from the referee to somebody at ringside. Dave, I'm going to pull out of the Moxley situation. I'm going to plug myself back into the situation. My concussion was considerably worse than John's considerably because mine came from a 10 foot fall 325 pounds from 10 feet in the air straight onto the front of my head. I'm not, I'm not better than John or anything like that. I you know how tell. bad mine was, and you couldn't tell a damn thing. Not even Tommy could tell. That's Nobody. what I'm saying. It's a hard. It's, it's a hard autopilot. It's yeah. auto. It's this thing that we have in us, whether it's a a, a toughness or, or or just the amount of time. You know, we we're we're fucking marines, man. You put in a marine in the shit, and a marine gets shot. Just like, you know, Ventura said, I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to worry about this concussion. I got a match to finish. You go into this zone. I can't explain it to you, and you would never understand it because you haven't been in the ring like we have and don't understand what goes through you. But the most important thing I can say to a younger wrestler who might be listening today, and I know we're talking about concussions and, and how they happen in the protocol, yada, yada, but with all these moves out there today that are getting a lot more dangerous and a lot more dangerous, young wrestlers, don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to say no. If you don't feel safe, confident, anything, just say no. Nobody will ever convince me. 
not Ric Flair. Ric Flair couldn't convince me to do it. The Rock couldn't convince me to do it. John Cena can't convince me to do it. I, I'm just using names that are larger than life. If one of those guys, if The Undertaker said, I want to give you the the um, the sunset flip powerbomb off the second rope, nope. Why not, Bubba? Because you're going to knock me out. Because I've had so many concussions that I know the whiplash into the back of my head knocked me right the fuck out. Yep. Dave, I mean, honestly, like, I again, like I was there. Well, I feuded with Rob Van Dam for a year. We probably did that spot two to three times a week. And here came that train. And go back and watch. I, I mean, I have a book. I could probably uh, pull it up. Of every time that kick happened, that would happen to me. And I think it probably happened on pay-per-view too. I I kind of fought through it. I had one concussion in WWE, and that was versus Bob Holly, completely knocked out. Don't remember anything. Was it on the Alabama Slam? No, that's what woke me up. It was on a slap. Because, listen, it don't matter how tough you are, you get hit right on the button, you're going to go. And, and I got one in impact, and it was exactly what uh, Bully said. I always, sometimes guys, or they do a Tower of Doom, and I eat the feet where the suplex and the guy, and I hit the back of my head. I was completely out. And then in my head, I'm like, all right, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And then, like, my eyes, I opened my eyes, like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing right now. But I was out. Went back to the hotel room, didn't feel good, blah, 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 blah. I wrestled the next day. Stupid. But I just, and I don't want to say, oh, I'm a different person. I, I, I will never take those risks ever again. In the sense of, you know, it's funny, Bully said, I get those same type of where if I take a bump, I get stiff in my neck or I start getting nauseous from urinagis. I don't, I could take flatbacks, but if I get a urinagi or somewhat like of a choke slam, I, I feel I get hurt. Or then I also feel like I'm going to puke and I'm like, I'm not taking them anymore. Hmm. Or when people say, Hey, I want to do a flippy dive moonsault onto you. I'd be like, cool. I'm not going to catch you. If you want to do a house show or a suicide, I'll be there. If you want to do something else, I'm not going to catch you. So um, I'm just letting you know. Think of something else or else I'm not doing it. Or you can do it. I'm telling you like a man, I'm not going to catch you as opposed to the cowards that don't catch people. Oof. Oof. So I don't want people to, <clears throat> I don't want people whose uh, wives have to program their GPSs for them to get home. I don't want, um, people not to know what time it is. Uh, and I don't ever want to like, you know, hear a blood curdling scream or your family doesn't want to hear it because you think you're about to die because your brain is bleeding. These are really, really serious things. And I, I could tell you my very first concussion. I remember it. I remember all of them, but my very first concussion was in training me versus Taz belly to belly dead posted on a boxing ring. Pick me up, kick out, Shoot reverse. Instead of reversing, I'm I'm holding his arm and we're going in a circle like we're doing uh, Saturday Night Fever. And he go he stops me, goes, "What the fuck you doing?" Clotheslined me, and then I rolled out. I rolled out. I threw my guts up. I and it was get out of the ring. 
And I was like, oh, I don't feel good, blah, blah, blah. And then what did I do? I got back in the ring. Oh, right man. then and there, you're the train. But, dude, this was 1989. We knew nothing about this. All you knew in 1989 is that if you couldn't get back in the ring, you were a pussy. Yep. And, and listen, the business continues to progress. Straight up blading. Everybody. If you go back and you watch ECW, none of us were tested. Thank God we go to WWE and we get tested. I used to drink people's blood that was not tested. I probably, I've never done drugs, but I probably did more drugs by sucking their blood. I don't want you to puke, Mark, but I'm just telling you the business will always progress. And this is one of the biggest ones um, where, but communication is key. And that first line of defense, what as wrestlers, what do we say? The first line of defense, if a Mark's going to hit the ring and try to get you, what do you do? Hey, the referee's got my back. That's cool. Referees need to have our backs. And then your agent and then the boss. And then it's, hey, just stop the show. Also, don't think that there won't be more uh, concussion related finishes, which will be a work, though. Don't think Um, that won't happen either. Education, obviously, safety is the key. Gentlemen, this was a deep subject, so I appreciate all the honesty, the stories. Thank you, because I think um, we can all agree that we want this to progress. We, We don't want these things to happen and. Hopefully there'll be some solution because Mark, you know this from playing football. I remember back in the day, football practice—you couldn't have a drink until practice was over. No. And now it's right. They wouldn't let you drink. Wouldn't let you drink until practice was over. It didn't matter if you were cramping or anything. But now we know hydration is the key. It's just—it's about education. It's about knowledge. Uh, thank you for listening to the Busted Open podcast, the Masters Class. You can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 to noon Eastern Time on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Please subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. You only get the Masters class here on the Busted Open Podcast, so make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Also, all our videos are now available on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page and click the notification bell so you are aware of every time a new video is posted for myself, Bully Ray, Mark five Henry. Five-star rating. Five-star. It's important. It's the only one that matters. Uh, for Mark Henry, for Bully Ray, for Tommy Dreamer, we'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Opens, the Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, 
we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.